On this episode of Stick It In Your Earbud, we review Big Red Machine's debut album on the first episode of season two. All this and more on Stick It In Your Earbud. Hello? Hi. Hey there. Thanks. You're welcome. Welcome to Stick It In Your Earbud, music podcast made with buds for buds. I'm your main host, Drew Hendrickson, and alongside me are Hudson Freeman, Josh Cheesum, Salud, and a new member, Jordan Spence. We're side hosts. Side hosts. Hey. <laughs> Jordan has been on the show before as an artist, but we liked him so much, we uh, we we bought him. We kidnapped him, <laughs> forced him to be. On I'm the doing podcast. this against my will. We're paying the big bucks, though. <laughs> That's right. I mean, we paid for all of this other production. So, right. how are we gonna afford a new host with us getting paid so much? <laughs> Drew has paid eight million per episode. <laughs> That's right. That's why we haven't released one in a while. We've been fundraising. We've, no, we've been just set. Spending it. <laughs> spending it all. Spending the money. Spending it all. I get paid two million per episode. There's a wide disparity. Because I'm the main host, and you're a side host. I'm a side host. Jesus, how much were you paid? I get paid in fruit by the foot. <laughs> <laughs> how much? How much do you get an episode? Um. Well, normally it's just like a box of twenty four. <laughs> <laughs> And, that is a large And disparity. there's three feet in each roll of fruit by the fruit. Right. So right. 24 yards. All right, you're, get, you're getting is, your money service, which for sure. Which is about 48 feet, I think. Okay. All right. It's a lot of foot. It's a lot of damage. <laughs> Welcome to the episode. We are going to be talking about um, the debut album from Big Red Machine, which is a collaborative album of Justin Vernon from Bon Iver and Aaron Dessner from The National. Yeah, yep, that's true. <laughs> that's true. You got the facts. That was their system, and that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the facts. The facts. The facts. The facts of, of life. life. <laughs> wow, dude. Dude, you and me. Yeah, me and you. Me and you. We got the whole place to ourselves. <laughs> yes. What are we gonna do now? <laughs> well, so let's recap. This is we've a sweet life. we've been recording for spontaneously the last year or so, and only. One episode has come out <laughs> of that. And so um, Ephraim, our, our beloved, is going to take a little break. And he Forever. May... <laughs> he passed away. He died. He, he, he may come in uh, as a guest once in a while. Who knows? He might start well, start doing Ephraim. stuff again. But um... Chief Eve. More like Chief. <laughs> mm. I can't think of anything let's, that let's, rhymes with E. Put a pin in that. Put a pin in that and get back to me, okay? Should we have a moment of silence for our fallen? Yeah. Oh, yes. Fallen warrior. A moment of... Uh, never mind.
That was beautiful. That was Ephraim's favorite song. <laughs> Taps. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, hey, Eve, if you're out there, if you're listening, we love you. Uh, in the sky above. In the sky above. <laughs> that spirit in, in the, the sky. Big, in the big, the great big farm in the sky. That's right. The big, the, yep. the big studio in the sky. The big studio in the sky. He's making jams for all the angels. Making beats. So we, we've been gone. We had a summer. I had a pretty good summer. Oh, and you know what that means? We're just going to have to go into my annual episode, Drew's Song of the Summer. Hey guys, this is Drew's Song of the Summer, and my song of the summer was Honey Bee by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. See you next time. Thank you. That was uh, that was my annual episode. Of what? I'll, I'll open it back up. Hey, this is the biannual episode of Drew's Song of the Summer. I just told everyone what my song of the summer was, and uh, I'm just telling Cheesem right now. My song of the summer was Honey Bee by Unknown Mortal Orchestra. We'll see you next time. Does that clear things up for you? No. Okay, one more time. Ephraim's favorite song is Taps. <laughs> that makes me very happy. Even if it isn't, it is now. That's his favorite song. Hey, this is the triannual episode of Drew's Song of the Summer. Uh... My name is Drew, and geez, I'm going to tell you for the second time, the third time, my song of the summer was Honey Bee by Unknown Mortal Wait, Orchestra. did you say triannual? Is that a thing? The, th- the, th- the third, <clears throat> the third in a year, because I usually do it annually, but now I have to do it. See, that's the thing. Quick, quick, quick aside here. Biannual means twice a year, as well as... Once every two, every, every two years. Yeah, every other really? year. I think so. I thought that was... It. So there are two meanings. There are two meanings. There are two, there are two meanings. A double entendre. Mm. Yeah. What's you guys' favorite double entendre? Fruit by the foot. That's my favorite. <laughs> double I think it makes no, perfect it, it, sense. It can, mean, it can mean the, the, um, the strips, like the candy stuff, or literally... Fruit by the foot, yeah. like you line up like a the way thing, I measure a line of bananas. Your fruit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> well, uh, this can, has been. Can we have another? Can we have our own songs well, of the summer? Can, can I close out this episode, please? Well, can I have a song of the summer? Yeah, give me a second. Can I be a guest star on your song of the summer? We'll see you next time. Hey, we're back. Um, Hudson, do you want to have your own episode, or do you want to join my 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 podcast? Nah, I'm good. You want to? Okay. So what do you want to do? The gruesome twosomes songs of the summer. I think it's time for the gruesome twosomes song of the summer. It's one song or two songs. Hey, it's the gruesome twosomes song of the summer. Hey, this is a gruesome twosome. That's me and Cheese, mm-hmm. the gruesome twosome. Cheese, what was your song of the summer? Um, Africa by Weezer. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Alrighty, well. <clears throat> uh, 
this has been the Gruesome Twosome Song of the Summer. Nice. I like that. That was very good. Hudson, wait, Hudson, you didn't give your song of the summer. You just gave, just Cheese gave his song of the summer. Oh, I don't have a song of the summer. Okay. Did you not listen to music this summer? No, I took a break. <laughs> have you Have you guys ever done that, taking a break from listening to music? Like, discipline yourself to be like, no music. For how long? I don't know. How long you wanted. Jeez. That's a, I don't think I've. Honestly, I think that's a healthy thing to do. For musicians or people like us who are around music 24-7, I think it can be a healthy thing to do to kind of just take a step back and so you're not overdoing it. You know know what I mean? You don't want to burn yourself out. Sometimes I have nights for sure where I'm just like, can't can't listen to music right now. That's not a good idea. I I get to a point where (laughs) I like don't like it as much as I do usually if I'm listening to it constantly when it becomes like a need. It's like anything. It's like food. Like sometimes you gotta take a break, you know. Yeah, Wait, you take a break from eating food. Eating so you're I took a break so this much. summer from eating food. Food yeah. and music. Yeah, food and music. Food and music. <laughs> all the only pleasures I have in my life. I just eat all the time. Oh really? I never stop eating. Yeah, you've been eating between each like time you talk on this uh-huh. episode. <laughs> you know what I'm eating? Fruit by, by the, the foot. foot. Yeah. The official sponsor. The of official sponsor. Yeah, butt. I've just been, I've actually been stealing your. Revenue, your income. That's pretty hot. It's the way she goes. It's the way she goes. <laughs> Steal that income. Mm. Well, I think we've opened this episode pretty well. Do you, do you want to guys play a game before we start reviewing this this guy? Oh, yeah. I feel super strong about the opening of this episode. <laughs> yeah, me too. That's There's nothing. There's been nothing stronger. Nothing stronger. Well, geez, what game are we going to play? One of my favorites is called Ouch Time. Birth from the loins of Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. <laughs> There's a specific scene, um, where where one of the the Gungans and the droids are about to square off, and uh, one of the Gungans turns to Jar Jar and he says, "Ouch, Daim," and that's become uh, my catchphrase for uh, the last year or so, and so. We created a game called Ouch Time. And basically the gist of it is we we take two uh, people from the music industry and we square off. And normally there's a musical battle and a physical battle. Uh, two phases of the game. And then I'm the judge and I ultimately decide who, who's going to win. But two of it, but we have three players. <laughs> Completely unbiased. Yeah, it's totally unbiased. <laughs> <clears throat> And so I will assign uh, each of you a person. We'll... Our champion. Yeah. And so should we just jump right into Let's it? Let's do it. Okay. Ouch time. Our first two contestants will be Hudson and Drew. Okay. Hudson, your character... <laughs> Just your person in the music industry is Jack Black. (laughs) (laughs) Great. (laughs) Yours is Rivers Cuomo. Yes. See, I'd argue these are probably... Why was it not Jack White? (laughs) No, Jack Black. I just want to take two people who are just walking memes. uh, 
All right. All right. Have them. Have them. I have faith in my champion. Have them duel. So the first phase is the musical sense. So I'll give you guys a minute to mull it over, and um, and we'll jump into it. Mm. All right. Start the timer. One minute later. All right. Ding, ding. Okay. Uh, who would like to go first? Uh, Drew, do you want to go first? Sure, I'll go first. Okay, Hudson, you can go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which one are we doing? We're doing physical, mental, Mus- spiritual, musical, spir- uh, music, music, psychological, music. Okay, musical. so music, strictly music. Musically, Weezer sucks. That's my answer. So <clears throat> that's uh, that's what, your only. That's all that's you're going to say. That's my answer. That's your case for why Jack Black is is superior to Chris Cuomo. Is Weezer sucks? Okay, why? Tell me why. No, Weezer that's just, that's all he's doing. You can't you can't prompt him to be say more than no, that. Please that's his case. No, please prompt. Why? Okay, please prompt. What about Weezer? Do you, do you not enjoy, or that makes you think that they suck? They don't suck. They're fine. Okay. They're just very decent. Just very decent. Very decent. Would you say overrated? I would say overrated. The definition of average. Okay. They had a short segment of the '90s where their quirky rock worked and was enjoyable, and then they've just stretched it out for the last 25 years. Fair argument. Okay, uh, Mr. Cuomo, how do you feel? How do you feel about this? Well, I do agree that Weezer's entire discography is not it's it's far from spotless there are many problems i will say that rivers cuomo at least has come out with an album that has soared across the culture has created its own its own universe of love and 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 acceptance and that would be the blue album which i would say is one of the greatest rock albums in the last 30 years the blue album has Let's just name some songs. Buddy Holly. Okay. One of the has one of just the best music videos, first of all. That's really cool. Jack Black, anytime he's in a music video, it's terrible. Check out the new humility video from Gorillas. He's not even on the track and he's just in it and he looks stupid. So there's that. But Buddy Holly has one of the best guitar one of my favorite guitar moments, the break right into the last chorus. And guess who that's played by? None other than our guy, our champion, River Squamo. So he's a great guitar player. Written the, the guitar line for Say It Ain't So. Do, do I have to say more? Jack Black, he's in a band. He's a comedian. He's great. He does not even scratch hey, the let surface. Me, hey, hey, I did not interrupt you. I did not interrupt you. Hey, 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 I did not interrupt you. civil. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, let's be civil. I have a, I have a real punch I'm about to throw. All right, well, I can't wait for it, okay? To, to, to put Jack Black and Rivers Cuomo and have them duel it off Jack Black could could do some Led Zeppelin covers. He could sing something from School of Rock or a Tenacious D song. And people would be like, okay, that's pretty cool. But Rivers Cuomo, all he has to do is start playing the beginning of Island in the Sun, and he's already won over the crowd. He has the songs in his catalog. He has the personality and for people to love him, and he has the musicianship to pull it all off. I rest my case. Here's what I think. I think... Jack Black is a comedian who does music, and he does it decently, but he's a comedian. Weezer, Rivers Cuomo, is a musician who does comedy terribly. I, when has, has he ever tried to be a comedian? Has done attempted humor throughout his music for the last 25 years poorly, All right, and it's not example. funny anymore. Give me an example. 
this whole meme, this whole meme fest all year long. Okay, but what does that have to do with the the status of Pinkerton and the Blue Album? It doesn't have anything to do with it. It's just one good album that they have like 20 years they ago. Have two good albums, sir. <laughs> two out of like 11. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm saying that, yeah, Jack Black's a comedian, but that doesn't mean that the music that he makes is should be looked at from a different angle. Mm-hmm. It should be looked at from a different angle because it's comedic music. Mm-hmm. But still music. We wouldn't mm-hmm. put Weird Al Yankovic against against another real musician. That's ridiculous. Don't, don't hold your breath. <laughs> Jordan, do you care to weigh in? No, he's not fighting. No, I, I know, but I just want to hear his thoughts. Because well, he, he's been sitting over well, he here. Can, he, can judge, he can judge with you then. Who wins this round? Musically? Musically. Based on the arguments alone. Mm. I'm going to be quite frank. I haven't seen either person do anything that impressive. Mm. That's fair. So based on the arguments. Based on the arguments, though. Solely based on the arguments. I'm going to have to go with Cuomo. Yeah, baby. I'm sorry. Is that, is that a point you, you were just You were just dealt a poor hand. How, okay. I was dealt, that brings us musician. to our second phase, which I think Drew has been dealt a very poor hand physically. <laughs> Rivers Cuomo versus Jack Black. Jack Black is the is is the most is the most active physically bad guy in the world. Even his animated character is like a, a giant kung fu pa- is, is it's a fighting panda. And that's him. He is a, a fighting panda. Jack Black is a fighting panda. Also, he's a luchador. Luch- Wait, is it luchador or luchador? Luchador. Oh, okay. I think Rivers Cuomo might be a pacifist. So. And in the end, isn't that what it's all about? Not necessarily the the physical harm you cause the other person, but but are, are but you talking about in a physical from? fight? Yeah. Is is the point? What's the point of a physical the, fight? <laughs> it's not to about verbally the, bring down. No, not verbally, person. but it's based on your morals. What are you fighting for? And really. The strongest fight is to not fight at all, to take back those animal instincts and just say, you know what, it's not worth it. To me, that's stronger than Jack Black coming out with his little kung fu kick. Can I? Can I? May I say something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All Jack Black would have to do is sit on him, <laughs> and the, it would be like, done. But the, it he, would could, be he could sit on him, or he could do one of his physically impossible high kicks, or the right, shoe, <laughs> and like, still not come out. Cuomo would walk up to him and be like, be like, hey, um. Hey, did you hear my fight. cover of Africa? He's like, oh, it's the same. He's like, Jack. <laughs> he's like, hey, watch it. He's like, he's like, Jack Black. Let's fight, man. Except I'm a pacifist, but we're still gonna fight. And then he's like, oh, he's fat. There's no way he's gonna. He's he's. There's no way he's gonna swing swing his foot up and kick me right in the side of the head. And he totally does and it. Totally does it. Mm-hmm. And then he just sits on him, and then it's finished. It's it's finished. And I think they're both fairly short men, so. Yeah. My my stance is Rivers Cuomo may not win in a physical fight, but it, give give Hudson the point. <laughs> okay, so yeah, you just you, you're done. So you're done. we we have a classic what I like to call tie. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so here's the here's the the tie breaker. All right. You can say that if you want. Um, this is a question I'm going to ask. 
right now. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Um, who would make the better father? That's a good question. Jack Black or Rivers Cuomo? That's yeah. a great question. Yeah. Oh, man. Because honestly, I would love to have either of them as a I father. Would... That'd be so much fun. Yeah. All right, here we go. Rivers Cuomo is very much a dad personality. On the internet, he likes to make jokes that he's a dad. He is kind of joked by his fans. They call him Daddy. Daddy Cuomo. That's what they say. But listen. Do they? Just because just because we're talking, you know, internet dadum, that doesn't make you a good dad. You know what makes you a good dad? Caring about your children. And I would say that Rivers Cuomo, despite of what how, how bad they are, despite how bad your children are, you need to love them no matter what. And I don't see, I can't think of a better example of what Rivers Cuomo loves no matter what than his own music. No matter how he bad it is. He also does have a daughter that I'm sure he loves very much. No matter how bad his music is, he <laughs> loves it so much. And that's a quality that I'm sure he attributes to his daughter. He loves his daughter no matter if she makes a mistake, that's okay. If she comes out with a string of five albums that are nothing but garbage, it's okay because he still loves her. And that's what being a dad is all about. Loving your child no matter what. <clears throat> By the way, I like Hurley, which is in the string of those five albums. You, <laughs> I know, you, I know. you were in for yeah, I, I like Hurley. I know you like Hurley. You know what's a good quality about a father? Consistency. That's my that, that's my top strength. <laughs> you know who's not consistent? Who I'm gonna let you finish. I'm gonna let you finish, Drew. All right, all right. You know okay. who's not consistent? But what, but okay, if Jack Black is consistent, what if he's just a consistent jerk? Consistent jerk? What? How is he a jerk? I, that's. <laughs> I'm just saying that's not the greatest quality of a dad. You're not looking to your dad to be like, hey, dad, can you be just the same can you not have your pitfalls there for me all the time (laughs) (laughs) that's not what i'm saying i'm saying it's more important to love your child and i think that that i mean i don't have anything else rivers cuomo i think i've already rivers cuomo has come out i'm done you can flounder has continued to come out with music it doesn't mean it needs to be good but he's trying and you need to try and every time you wake up in the morning you're like i need to be part of my daughter's life I need to be there. I need to. I need to write. I can't stop partying. Dad, could you need you at least please, make the effort. Could you please consistently high kick me? Yeah. Inside of my head. Yeah. That's not. That, that is not how that works. <laughs> I'm just saying consistency. That is not what my makes dad a good father. Will not stop kicking me in my head. Okay, let's go on quote. Consistency. That is not what makes a good father. All right, it's not the most important part of being a father. Fathers need to be able to mess Jack up. Black, Jack Black is a father, too. He's a father just as much as Rivers Cuomo is. At least he's funny and amusing and has had a consistent career. Man, this is a hard one, guys. Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> the final judge. Oh. Um, geez. I think I know. I think I know. I just want to, I just want to, are, are you set on one person at this point? No. Okay. I'm leaning think, towards Jack Black for, on this one, I think. I, 
Just because of how much Jack Black meant to me as a kid. All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Based on the arguments, gentlemen, based on... What's, what's the point of even having you to judge if you're just going to pick your favorite at the oh end? Oh my gosh, I love Weezer, Drew. Okay. <laughs> I love Weezer. <laughs> I also love Jack Black. I'm just saying, Jordan, watch your step. OMGs. I would I would still go with Jack Black based on the argument. Ooh, I know you put winner, a lot. Winner, winner, chicken for dinner. Hey, shake my hand. The hot dog. That was a good fight. <clears throat> do you guys want to do another I, one? I'm or? sorry. I really don't have as strong feelings about Weezer as I, as I led on. Hey, let's make him a Weezer playlist and see what he thinks. Okay. I really just, I'm really like, I just don't care. I like it better than Red Hot Chili Peppers. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to stop. All right. Let's, <laughs> let's keep red this. Red light. <laughs> red light, red light, red light, red light. Do not. They like, we like, we like, they like fast cars. Um, I think, I think we, we ran our course. Ran our course. I think so. One? Yep. What do you, you guys think? You guys don't want to do a 218 versus back fence one? No way. <laughs> That's you know not what? good. Let's, let's save that and actually have from in here ah and then we can idea. just have them actually didn't, fight didn't <laughs> never mind <laughs> okay well those both of those could be answered fairly quickly i feel like all right let's do a quick one then what do you think who, who do you think would win in a fight jordan or ephraim in, in, <laughs> <laughs> well, in like a physical fight in a physical fight i would win i i think you're correct i would win in a musical <laughs> fight ephraim See? Done, All right, done. so it's tied. So I guess I who would be tied. a better father? Who, who would be, be a better <laughs> father? Oh, no. <laughs> well, Ouch tie. Yeah. Well, Ephraim is, uh, Ephraim is closer to being a father than I He's am. He's married. He's married. He has a beard. Hey, you can make a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. All right. <laughs> Answer the question. That is a good one, Answer guys. the question, my friend. <laughs> okay, well. I don't think I can be the one to answer that question. Yeah, we'll need to bring you from in to get a, a full No, no, analysis. no. I want the answer. You want the answer? Well, ask someone else. Don't ask Drew. me. All right. Who would be a better father? Let me think. What? Who would be a better father? All right. So here's, here's what I'm thinking. Ephraim is patient, and he's gentle, and he's loving. And I am not. And Jordan's a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> so I think that Jordan would be the better dad. <laughs> Uh, I don't, that was just comedy. It was just comedy. I don't have a. I don't. I can't answer that question. Hey, you at home? You really think that that was a good question? You really think that? Hey, listen. They both make great dads. Okay. Together. <laughs> Ephraim and I are going to start a family. All right. Congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> you should probably let him know. <laughs> He'll find out soon enough. All right. That's been ouch time. Alright, I think we're gonna take a little break. Take a We're doing good. Take a drink. Of what? <laughs> Water? Maybe. I can't I can't tell you what Pop to drink. Pop open some brewskis with the with the buds. How about you do the same while we're taking this break? <laughs> Hey, if you're at home and you got a you, you got a soda just sitting right next to you, take a swig. And while you're taking that swig, enjoy this swig of a tune, What You Like by Joe Ed.
it's a good tune and produced by Ephraim. It is, and we're proud of. We're him. proud of him and, and Chris. Chris Dipper, who, who is Joed. Thank you for listening kindly to stick it in your ear. But wheel house wheel be. <laughs> but you keep saying wheel. We will. Like we, we will. We will. We will. Like the the contraction. The contraction. Wheel. Wheel. Has it always it. been pronounced wheel, as in W H E E L? Wheel. Wheel. I mean, how, how else, how else would you well. say? Well. We'll be right back. Tell me what you see in me. Cause I'm running in and out of your controller. Tell me something to believe. Cause I'm spinning this around to say it's over. Oh, there's just something about you. My friends all told me not to. I can't explain the way you make me feel. Hope there's another after. Just say you're done, it's faster. I get confused by what you say is real. Then you come around and saying hi. Honestly, I don't know what to buy. I should have seen it coming. I should have seen you coming. Now you're looking at me with those eyes. Back and forth, you got me wondering why. Can you say just what you like? I got a feeling that you might be mine. Keep me guessing from the signs. Is it ever right up the beach just right? Can you say just what you like? I think it's time to lose each other Cause there's just something about you I can't keep coming back to Wish I could say the way you make me feel No, there's no ever after Just say we're done, it's faster You're making crazy feel too close to real When they come around, they're saying hi Honestly, I don't know what to buy I should've seen it coming I should've seen you coming Now you're looking at me with those eyes Back they got me wondering why Can you say just what you like I got a feeling that you might be mine Keep me guessing from your signs Is it ever enough to be just right Can you say just what you like Can you say this?
Welcome back to Stick It In Your Earbud. I hope you had a nice swig of that soda. We're going to start a review of Big Red Machine, and uh, I hope you enjoy it. Let's, uh, do you want to start this dialogue right away? Right away? Who are you asking? All of you. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Big Red Machine is a nickname for the Cincinnati Reds baseball team that dominated the National League from 1970 to 1979 and is widely recognized as being among the best in baseball history. Wow. The Reds? <laughs> yeah, it's so... It's the big red machine. Okay, so Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon... Um, well, actually, it was the Dessners, the Bryce Dessner and Aaron Dessner, uh, both did a kind of collaboration uh, album back in 2009 called Dark Was the Night. That's correct. Um, they made for an AIDS foundation. Um, and they produced a number of people on it. There's the National, Arcade Fire, um, Sufjan Stevens, all the songs on it. It's a great album. You should check it out. Um, but Aaron Dessner and Justin Vernon did a collaboration project on it called Big Red Machine, which was based on that Cincinnati's Reds right. thing. Um, so now, a few years later... About 10 years later. About 10, actually. I should, I, I'm surprised by how long that right. is. Bony Vera's been in the game for a bit. He's almost, he's like 38. Really? Yeah. The National has been in it for 20 years now, which yeah. is kind of weird to think about because they really didn't get popular until around 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. So um, this collaboration began between uh, the two men, and they've been kind of sending music back and forth um, from each other for the last 10 years. And so this album is kind of the final collection of these songs that they've been working on for a long time and it's also a uh kind of a jump start like along with this album they were announcing their new platform that they call people which is a collection of artists on this really uh it's, it's a strange website it's pretty much just the label people and then just the list of artists and um i think it it's mostly just a introduce you to new music and and create a larger sense of community between uh music makers yeah they just kind of a lot of them just kind of send demos and ideas and it's all there's a lot of just interesting experimentation that everyone does justin vernon's put stuff just alone on there each of the Justners have put stuff alone on there policia's on there um there's a number of all within that same scene that we tend to listen a lot to. Right. They're all putting stuff on there. It's an interesting project. Yeah, it's very cool. Do you think that people, or an idea like that is the future of the music industry? I don't know if it's necessarily a new thing. I think collaboration brings out the best in artists in the first place, but I think this is just a much wider scale, and it's more public kind of scale of, of you know, I. I think that maybe a record label was kind of, it could be that, that they have so many artists on a label and they're kind of, they can collaborate, but this is just like, instead of being the process of releasing the music, it, the, the whole point is just collaboration. Or, so is it a collaboration among artists or, because I think you, you mentioned it was also strengthening the community between the artist and the listener as opposed to something in the past where there's more or less just larger-than-life stars where 
they're up on a pedestal and they're kind of deemed the untouchables of the music industry. Does that yeah. kind of make sense? No, is that's, that, yeah, that's, is that's, that the gist of I think so. I think it's also a bridge between fans for sure. Cool. I also, I also tend to think that, you know, in the past, um, in the hip hop community, in the alternative rock community, you tend to have these scenes of music within certain cities, within like the New York scene, within the LA scene, Portland, all these, uh, Austin, all these different like hotbeds of indie independent artists <clears throat> music. And essentially what they're doing is they're just building that same platform just online, right? basically. They're trying to build that underground scene literally online, which I think is an interesting concept. Right. A lot of it sure. came out in Justin Vernon's Eau Claire Festival that he did this summer, which was kind of, they basically kind of converted it into a people festival. Hmm. And Big Red Machine actually like played their first real material together there. Which is very cool. It's, apparently, it was a really experimental, interesting festival that was just as much a like an exercise in collaboration and like weirdness as much as it was a normal music festival. Which I think is a really cool opportunity. They, they featured really great artists too. Yeah, Moses Sumney was there. Julian Baker was there. I think Phoebe, Phoebe Bridgers might have been there. Yes, she was. So they're they're definitely doing great stuff. We are we are fans of this, not not just the music, but what they're doing for the industry as well. Um, speaking of Phoebe Bridgers, she is um, featured on this album. They they claim that there are up to forty artists claimed on this album. Some of them include um, Arcade Fire's Richard Reed Perry and the Staves. Um, just and it's not so much about the people the individuals but just that this is very much a collaboration effort and uh it's also weird so we'll get into that too so uh we have a lot to unpack here you guys ready to get started let's do it let's go track deep green jordan deep green T talk to me about it i give me really, a little something something give me a little something out of all of the tracks on this record this was the one to open it up mm -hmm. i it was just right out of the gate it just kind of with with these songs in my opinion it was like almost well there was one exception but on most of the songs, just kind of how the song starts is it just kind of sucks you in. And for me, I am a huge fan of really cool, like, percussive, like, 808s. And they used a lot of that in this record. And I was 
I had a great I had a great listening experience for sure, and I really really liked this track. It's a familiar sound, but it's definitely it's new. It's taking yes. features. I think I told Hudson this. It sounds not just like the album Sleep Well Beast by the National, but like the song mm-hmm. Sleep Well mm-hmm. Beast with the syncopated drum rhythm. And I think it's a very similar sounding drum machine. So yeah. I wonder if it's the same drum machine. Um, that would be interesting. For and sure. I, I thought it also sounded a, a lot like um, Justin Vernon picking up from his previous record from Bon Iver, 22 Million. So it, it sounds like a, a baby between the two albums. Almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, what did I say here? It's like the phrasing of Bon Iver songs with the powerful chord progressions of the national. That's how I compared it. Okay. I I felt that this song was full of subtleties. Um, meaning specifically the synth lines that were going on underneath that were just really, really um, quiet, but they just they would be stacked on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And it just made for a really, really atmospheric tone, which I enjoyed. Drew and I actually listened um, right before this. We listened to this record in uh, the studio through the monitors, and you could like hear everything. And that's like you were saying, like the subtle synth layers, like that are kind of in the back. You could really hear those, and they're gorgeous. They're really nice. The this is a little bit of a standout because this has like a standard verse, chorus, verse, chorus. Uh, format mm-hmm. where a lot of these songs are very w- weird uh, structurally so that's that's something that we can get into more but let's uh, thumbs up on this one great opener I give it a thumbs yeah um, yeah thumbs Th- up which which direction oh towards this guy okay great cool alright uh, gratitude this is definitely one of my favorites Same. on on the record um the vocal in particular, uh, the the main hook, that he better not uh, mess this up. <laughs> right. I th- yeah, I thought it was just, it it was a really, it's a weirdly uplifting song. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> which I, I think the lyrics are, I guess it's not, it's not really ne- necessarily negative, but it's like, it's like literally, I am, I am, I have gratitude for the things that I have. And I don't want to mess it up, which is like a really, a really beautiful and uplifting sentiment, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and he's able to get that message across with kind of a stream of consciousness, kind which of I think vocal is, delivery. That's throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Though. I feel like Justin Vernon's lyric writing is interesting, um, but this, I think this album is definitely a lot of him just, just kind of writing down anything that he thinks. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like they picked a tone... And they were, and then he just was like, "Okay, what am I thinking? What am I feeling right now?" And just wrote it down. Yeah. And it, what came out of it was like, "Better not mess this up." And that's that's a cool idea. And, and I think you had m- mentioned this um, earlier, but there's even like there's some even like improvisational tone to a lot of what yeah, goes on. Yeah. I I would not surprise me at all if he was just pressed vibing and just yeah. vibed. It it felt like a lot of Desner just making something and then having and just go to town over it yeah when it's cool sometimes or it's cool most of the time most of the time most of the time yeah (laughs) it can it it becomes a little frustrating i think 
once it happens so many times. But I think if you get into it and are like, this is what is happening, you can go with it. Yeah. It's like gospel music. As a critic, it was a lot more difficult to pick out what I didn't like about certain things because there was, on this song, it's kind of the beginning of that loss of format. And so yeah. mm-hmm. you have like a third verse, but it's not really the third verse because the melody is different and there are different sounds going on during it. And it's not a bridge because it sounds kind of similar, just that kind of stuff happening. So it was less of, well, I don't really like this part because it all sounds very similar in, in vibe and tone. It was just kind of more, I don't really like the direction they're going with. So I guess the end of this song, um, really my only critique is that the outro goes just a little bit too long and it loses me a little bit, but like, I, I don't really mind it. I still love the song and I could, I can get over the fact that it kind of go trails on because I, I love what they've, they've uh, established beforehand. I don't really mind listening to it for another minute. Yeah. I would like to hear the song without, well, okay. So in the song, the vocal effects, um, are subtle at some points and they get really crazy at some mm-hmm. point. I'd like to hear it more subtle throughout the song just to see. I really do like the song. I would just like to see if I'd like it even more if there wasn't heavy auto tune on it at some points. You know what I mean? But I do. I do like the song. This is currently their most popular song on Spotify, at least. Hmm. Yeah, it's the only one that broke a million. That's really surprising. With it was a single, right? Yeah, with a, an, I mean, you would it was think one of the first one. It was one of the first singles. Bon Iver, and if Bon Iver's in anything, but then again, you have Volcano Choir and his other side projects, and they're not super popular. I mean, they really didn't like outside of if you were actively following them, they really didn't get a huge push from most like big music publications, yeah. like underground stuff. Were like, hey, Desner and Vernon are doing this, but no. and NPR did a a pretty big. Yeah. thing on them but like it wasn't definitely wasn't at the forefront i'd be Everyone... interested to see them do a tiny desk oh yeah that would be very cool baby i feel like they probably would have a huge band with them or it could literally just be the two of the them, two of them. Yeah. E- either or way and, and literally it would probably be great either way right mm-hmm. oh man all right let's go to lila let's play this one my favorite on this album this was my favorite single i think it's got the coolest beat the instrumentals with the i think i feel this turn's probably gonna pop up a few more times with improvised vocal lines over top with the strings just mm-hmm. pristine this yeah this is feels like a 
it feels kind of pop to me the song does in terms of like the beat itself is a little off kilter it feels like weird pop in like a good way mm-hmm. and it and he's like i don't know vernon is vibing on this song. yes he's like he's, he sounds like he's having a ball okay one big thing i really wanted to say about this album it was really nice and the like the falsetto we bony their stuff is great but it was really nice to hear some like full chest voice chest voice Justin Vernon, because he has a freaking He's, cool voice. Yeah, I love and his And it's voice. so, like, in this song in particular, it's, like, dope. And then the core, the like, the choir chorus. It's, it's yeah. like both. Yeah. It's like both. It's perfect. Ugh. This song is really dope. This song is definitely a lot more uh, improvised than I, even more than Gratitude, I would say, but I think it works I think a it lot works, more. I think it works even better. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Jordan? I agree. It was once again I don't just Justin Vernon's voice. I, I definitely agree with you on that. Like his use of chest voice in this record made me very happy because um he's just got such he's got such a good voice and it's like you know exactly who it is when he starts singing and it's it's so good. I love it. Love it. All right, airstripe. Freaking airstripe. 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 I think it's strip. He says. He says airstripe. Okay. Freaking cool percussion going on in this song. Let's let's play like the first couple of seconds of this. Yeah, it's, I love it. Oh, it's so cool. And what's interesting about the song is it's only two minutes long, like barely over two minutes. And mm-hmm. so it's, but I I think with this kind of tone, it it could have developed into something really great. But the National and uh, Boney Vera aren't ones to be heavy for a super long time. So that heaviness for a short duration is kind of appropriate for this album and and for what they're known for. So. It's not like I I could have used more, but I kind of do appreciate that they were just like, nope, that's the end. Mm. This song um, reminded me of video game soundtracks for some reason. There was a part where I don't even know if this is a even a term. There were like synth dives in it. It was like, Ooh. and I was like, this is really cool, and it reminds me of like dying in a video game or yeah, something. Yeah, that's cool. Mm-hmm. This song just feels fun. Mm-hmm. There's a fun, there's a funness to this whole album, where I, a lot of me feels like. You have the national and you have, um, Bon Iver, which will take years and years to release stuff, and they overthink it, and not overthink it. They they think it. I think an adequate amount. Yes. That I appreciate. But it takes but a long time. This album to me is like. They just wanted to have fun, and they just wanted to not overthink it, and they wanted to just make what they liked and do something interesting, and they just put pen to paper, press record, and they just did the, the freaking thing. And even though this is over the duration of 10 years, it, it kind of seems like an escape in a way. Yeah. Of Because they had, I think Bon Vera had come out with several other albums, either under Bon Vera or his side projects in the National 
they've come out with three records in the last 10 years. Yeah. So it's not like they're not, they haven't been doing anything in the last 10 years. But uh, I can see this being just kind of a way of throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. I mean, they just, they uploaded 60% of the album yep. before they even released the right. album. And they, it's like they were like, yeah, I mean, whatever, just put it on. It's art. We like it. Yeah. It sounds good. We love it. Come on. Let me do it. But also what I appreciate, it doesn't, it, you can go too far and it, and not sound good and it'd be like so experimental and just so improvisational that it's unenjoyable. But I think they really found a great mix between putting a lot of effort into it, but also being experimental and free flowing and kind of letting the art move in its own way. So yeah, this is a good one. I, I, I don't, when it comes on in the flow of the record, I'm like, Oh cool. And then it's over so quick. Um, that, that I, I really enjoy it, but I guess there is a conversation to be had about this is not, this was not really created to be one piece of music. This is definitely just a collection of songs that they've been working on. And you can phrase them a certain way that they, there is a kind of flow, but it doesn't seem like they were super worried about. It's like a mixtape. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good way to describe it. Um, there is a flow to the record, but it, I want to be critical of it, but I really can't because it's just a collection of songs that are great. And it was meant to be that way. Right. I don't think they're trying to say anything in particular, but they're <laughs> providing a vibe that flows well together. Right. And that's what makes it feel like a mixtape to me. Mm -hmm. Hypnostic. This is a little bit of a detour off of the sound that they've already established. It's piano-led. It, se it seems much more... Bony Bear, almost like um, he what song did he do? Um, he 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 performed it live and it was just acapella with his band. Um, that, was that Heavenly Father? Heavenly, Heavenly Father. Father. Oh, it's dude. It's not as like serious as Heavenly Father. It's but it's, I I get that kind of vibe of more like a folk song, like in the most broad sense. It reminds me of like an old like classic folk song. Mm -hmm. I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I think it's really, really beautiful. It's much more, like, they're more, it's much more acoustic in general. Like, there's, like, you hear that acoustic guitar, you hear, like, more acoustic drums. There's, very it's, folky. It's very layered har with harmonies. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um, it sounds like the, like, a distorted campfire of, of sorts, because you still have the glitchy drums way, panned yeah. way over, but, like, it's still there, but, like, it's like gathering people around for a campfire that's and there's a little bit of craziness still going and on. And there's a piano around the campfire. <laughs> it kind of hey, reminds me I a little always... bit of Million from the end of 22 yeah. Million. What you don't put just a little pianos okay. next to your campfire. Oh well, yeah, I put an upright next to all my campfires, <laughs> but So in NPR did a uh, a front row um which I rewatched recently, but when he performed that million song it was more like upbeat interesting so you know how in re like recorded on 22 a million it's more of a it's just harmonies in just one piano like no percussion yeah and but live they had like full percussion it sounded a lot like this a lot more upbeat so i i would recommend it really sounds like that. a hymn it does yeah which i think is really cool and, and there's not a chorus it's just three verses yeah which is very totally to it's him. very well hymnostic 
Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Holy Is that man. actually a word? No. Uh, no. I hope not. <laughs> um, I will say it, I mean, I guess it seems, it, it's hard to critique this because usually when I'm going for a critique on an album, I'm like, well, you know, this song isn't done yet. It's unfinished. But on this album, that's kind of the goal. They're, do- they're dodging criticisms left and right, these guys. Mm-hmm. They, can't, they can't, can't get a hit on these. Um, I, I think if I did have to be critical, just it, it ends too quickly. Once the verse ends, the song's done, and I'd like a little bit of a send-off. But it, I, wouldn't, I, I, love I wouldn't mind a little instrumental kind of outro or... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's kind of good, just the way it's simple. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it. Yeah. So it... So which song did you say, Drew, that had too long of an instrumental or outro? Uh, Gratitude. So just swap the two, kind of, what you... Yeah, yeah. That, they, hmm, that's interesting. Some songs that they, they just are like, no, we're done. Like yeah. air, air Strip. And then you have songs that are like, no, let's just stay here for a little too long. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Let's just, let's just swim a little let's bit. Let's just, hey, listen, dive in. Let's just dive in. I'm going deep. Get on my head, I'm... Want to be? <laughs> river's deep. The river's wild. The river's water is alive. Don't so sink, I'll swim. I'm diving in. I was about to say, so sink or swim. I'm diving <laughs> in. No, wait, no, I think. So sink or swim. I'm diving in. That's a lyric. In. Yeah, that's a lyric. That's a... Good job. Hey, hey, you know you're Stephen Curtis Yetman. Yeah. Steve Curtis. Can't Chapp. say I'm proud of that one. Stevie Curtis Chap. <laughs> Stevie Curtis Chappy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are. Uh, I'm definitely gonna play lots of uh, oh. Forest Green. Let's let's listen to this song. This song is fantastic. I would say. Really? I would agree. I love this song. It's... See, I wasn't big on this song at first. Really? I really love the bass line. For me, it was like immediate. Immediate. I mean, I find I find the auto tune stuff, like the auto tune vocals, to get. At first, I found them to get really repetitive. And they kind of kind of got on my nerves, but as time has gone by, I think I appreciate it. I really love the bass line. If you guys haven't heard, um, actually, the song that he did on "Dark Was the Night" from that same thing with Big Red Machine, um, he has a similar kind of bass tone. Really, like it's like a bass harmonizing with another bass. It's, it's possible that it was out of the same session. That's actually not out of the question because that the Destiny produced that song anyway. Um, I love that bass line. 
that baseline is so good. Um, little cra- crazy thing for you. That might be like one of my favorite baselines of all time. That's it's not a bad pick. I love the lyrics of this song. Yes. Um. Yep. 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 I was gonna give you more of my time. Um, do you remember when we tore apart your closet? That that lyric, that gets me for some reason. I I have a very emotional reaction to, to that lyric, and then um, man, it's so beautiful. Me and Jordan were talking about this. How this song can kind of you can get a very warm sense from it and feel very um. Heart heart warmed is that the yeah, heart, heart warmed. Yeah, it's very heart a warming of the heart. Or it can be super sad. To me, it's it very seems melan- sad. It can be melancholy. Mm-hmm. To me, it seems pretty clear that it's about like a relationship breaking down. Yeah, and somebody moving out. Because mm-hmm. then he says, "I was gonna give you all of my time," and then the outro is, "But I can't. But I can't. But I can't." Oh. So very very powerful lyrics and just such a great vibe his lyrics are usually really cryptic but this song is really like really on the nose mm-hmm. i mean there is a couple verses that are pretty mysterious and whatnot but i don't know that simple line is powerful in it's like subtlety and simplicity for sure i was texting my brother about this song and i told him that it was one of my favorites on the we were talking about the album, and I told him it was one of my favorites on the record. And he's like, I'm surprised that you like it as much as you do. Um, but I, I said, because it, it does go on for a while. This It's just the same thing looped over and over and over. And if you aren't, if you don't love that loop as much as I do, it can get old. But um, really, I could just sit in that sound for a really long time and it not get annoying or too much because it, it, it just creates a world i'd like to sit in and just absorb i'm I'm not offended by how long it is and i think they do interesting things until the end i'm uh the layering of the vocoder at the at the very end i yeah i just really really love this song i think it might be my favorite on the record then followed up by probably i think it, it might be collectively our least favorite song on the record I think there's some really. Do we do we want to? <laughs> o M B D is the next track. Is it B D? It's O-M-B-D, over my dead body. B D. Right. Yes. Okay. And honestly, as the song starts, it starts like. It's pretty cool. Like yeah. it's got some cool. <laughs> it starts pretty cool. It starts with pretty cool. Pretty cool. Yeah, it's some pretty cool um, percussion going on. But it's just too long, guys. It's like over seven minutes long, and it could be cut down to like three minutes, maybe even. I think they could pack all the dynamics that they wanted to pack into the song all into a shorter sphere of time, and I would have been completely content. Yeah, halfway through the song, they kind of go lighter too, because it starts out. It's kind of like there's like that percussion is pretty heavy, Mm -hmm. just in terms of and dark, but then all of a sudden it gets lighter. Could have ended there. It could have ended right there, like before it got lighter. But I just, I don't think that. I feel like opinion, it's possible. I, it I might appreciate it more as time goes by. Goes by. Mm-hmm. But I, to be honest with you, I don't think. I think I finished this song like one time. Usually I skip it. 
because yeah. I get bored by it really yeah, quickly. It, it struggled to hold my attention. At, at first, it's like, oh man, this is really, really cool. Kind of the same reaction as you, Jordan. And then kind of as it went on, the more and more, I, yeah. Like, just like I this just song to, is still going. I just going. to skip it. And it's not like they're doing like super interesting things in the last three minutes of the song. No, mm. it's it's the it's same. It's not like they're layering more things. It really just feels like the same thing over and over again. It's like, I mean, that's kind of... This record is a lot has that theme, just throughout of lots of like the same simple ideas, just on loop. But this song, they just for whatever reason felt like it was necessary to keep it going for seven minutes. I do really like Vernon's vocal delivery on this, though. It's like the gruffest. He's 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 been. like yelling. It's a diff- yeah, it's a different sound for him for sure. Mm. So. Yeah, that's true. That is true. It's interesting in that mm-hmm. way. Next. People Lullaby. I just I just wrote down pretty, pretty, pretty. Yes. Yeah. It's so gorgeous. That's that's when I go up to girls and I think that they're they're nice, I just go pretty, pretty, pretty. And that's all I say. Mm. That's how I got my last two girlfriends. <laughs> what do you do, Hudson? <laughs> um, so usually what I do is um I just like go up to them and I talk to them like a normal person and um then after a while if you know we're talking more and more I eventually you know ask them hey would you like to go out sometime it's really weird what's your ideal first date my ideal first date mm-hmm. um or what it, or is there a go to well obviously the reinforced cafes <laughs> <laughs> That's my normal go-to. <laughs> but if I have to make do, usually we go to like a Ross or a, like a Plato's Closet. And we just peer inside the window. So uh, uh, above a thrift store, but below a normal retail store. Right. So somewhere in there. That's a safe spot. I mean, sometimes we go to a Dillard's. Dillard's? Dillard's. Oh, okay. And we just kind of, I don't know. Can't say I've been to Dillard's. You haven't been to Dillard's? Have you been um, to Macy's? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't like Macy's. <laughs> Are they the same thing? I mean, they're basically the same thing. Okay. What about uh, Yonkers? Any Yonkers fans out there? You what? Yonkers. <laughs> I think it's a Midwest thing, because I have no idea what that yeah, is. Yeah, well, it's okay, because the one back in my uh, my town is closing down. <laughs> wow. Rest in peace, Yonkers. Jesus, what do you usually do on, on your first dates? Um... Normally we we uh, play some Quidditch. Okay. Um, Very good. Very good. In which I destroy destroy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't show any mercy on the Quidditch field. Um, and then uh, after our trip to the hospital, because normally normally uh, there's normally a trip to the hospital. You bruise an ankle or two. I mean, because dislocate a shoulder. You have to prove your value. Mm-hmm. Um, then normally. I take her out to a hibachi restaurant and make her pay because uh, I don't like to follow the social. Did you pay norms. for the hospital bill? No, no, I I sent that directly to her parents. Okay. <laughs> and then um, after a you nice, have a cons- hey, I'll say this: you're you are consistent. Yeah, consistent. Across that's the board. my top strength. Yep. And then uh, after the hibachi uh, run, we. Uh, Go sit on a curb and drink slushies on me. 
No, not we don't we don't pour the slushies on me and we don't drink them off of me. Like I pay for it. That's that's, what I that's second date material. I'm really glad you clarified that because I was demonstrate value. <laughs> really? Yeah. Jordan, you're a you're hey, taken man. The, What's after the podcast? How'd, how'd you get how'd you get your girl? What was your first date? Oh gosh. Uh oh, my first date with Jess was real awkward. It was really awkward. We went to FD's. Did you show her South your Audi? <laughs> Showed her my Audi, and then after that, it Audi basically just button? went downhill. Do you, do you actually have an Audi? <laughs> no, I have, a, I have a normal. I have a. Hey, you want to see my we Audi? all, all we all, any boys over here? We're all, I'm a ninny. I'm I'm a ninny. We're all innies. Look at that, any boys. So we're what? all normal. If you have an Audi belly button, stop listening get, to this podcast. Get off my podcast <laughs> right now, you freak. <laughs> Listen. Freak of nature. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Should As if get... you already needed any more bullying. <laughs> yeah. Did you have a good first date, though? It was awkward, right? That's what you oh, said. Oh, yeah, it was awkward. Um, but we, we moved past that. We moved past that first date. Oh. And went it on other good. dates, and went on a second one. We went on date number two, and then that was better. All right. And now nice. you're dating continuously. Right. We are consistently dating on a consistent basis. <laughs> That's my consistent girlfriend over there. <laughs> so, okay. What were we talking about? People lullaby. <laughs> snake. Snakes. Snake. Um. The did you play the snake? We're playing the snake part, right? Play the snake part. So that that <laughs> snake that sample that they use in this song. It is this song that they use that yeah. cool. Yeah. It's great. Did you find it? No. Oh, I thought you were typing over there. <laughs> what, I'm like, what maybe are you you're doing? looking for it. This is I will look for it right now. But I am Snakes. not sure. Snake Jordan, you <laughs> What were you gonna say? Because you're like, people lullaby, I have something important to say. Well, I was I was I was going to ask you guys if you knew where that vocal sample oh. was from because I it's so pretty pretty pretty. Pretty pretty pretty. I really like it. I'm talking about the snake part, right? <laughs> and then yeah. No, that's that's actually a that's great part snakes, of the song. That's, that's from Indiana plane. Jones in the Temple of Doom. I thought that was from Snakes on a Plane. Snakes! On this plane. <laughs> um, I mean, I didn't really write a lot about this song because I just enjoyed it. It's just a really pretty ballad. There's, there's a really, like we mentioned, the the sample is very cool. It's just really pretty. I don't really, I'm not super passionate about critiquing it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. That's fair. That's but great. since I'm critiquing it, because this well, is a music here we go podcast critique critical review um it's great nice oh you really took us on a roller coaster <laughs> there my friend i I think my favorite lyric is the last lyric which is miss mike stipe he just says i miss mike stipe yeah hey, is he gone uh-huh. no <laughs> he I, just took a break he just hasn't he hasn't <laughs> hung out with mike stipe in a while i guess hang hey bon Iver. i didn't know that Justin vernon was friends with just, michael stipe i mean he might be michael stipe is friends with lots of people he He's Michael Stipe, what? 
Yeah, he's You're saying he's friends with people? He a lot of people. A friends, lot of people. He's friends with Jim Carrey and our Lord and Savior, Tom York, and he's Did you say our Lord and Savior, comma, Tom York, or our Lord and Savior hyphen Tom York, as in he is our Lord and Savior? No, our Lord and our Lord and comma savior. Wait, so are you like period. Jesus Christ and Tom York or yeah. Tom York or Tom is, York is Jesus, Jesus Christ? No, I'm saying that or Jim Carrey. Mike Stipe. Mike, I think Jim Carrey thinks he's Jesus maybe. at this point. Yeah. Although Jesus had a lot better like positive outlook on things. Yeah, dude, it's it's sad. Jim Carrey's life has a he has a very very sad outlook. He's on basically life. a nihilist. I don't I mean, yeah, but I think he's always been like that. Now he's just like telling people about it. He's just done being funny. He's done being funny. No, he, I, I'm excited to watch Kidding, which yeah. looks like funny in a really twisted way. Jordan, did you find that sample? No, it's nowhere to be found. Well, it's good. Hey, bud, let's listen. Check it out. Thanks. All right. You're welcome. No, you. Uh, this next song, I Won't Run From It. Yeah, this is a fun track. Fun this, a, this, isn't, this is the full, the other full one. Right? Yeah, this was like a traditional folk song. I really dug this song. Mm-hmm. I really dug this song. What about it? I dug, it felt like an old Bon Iver song. It did. In a good way. A little more lively than, like, he, it's similar instrumentally to an old Bon Iver. I guess it's, it's like an acoustic towers kind of song. Yeah. He's like he's having fun, having fun, and just writing a Plucking classic away. old folk song. Yeah, that that might have just been the, the goal. Like, let's just write a good folk song here. Yeah, this is a very like, hopeful song. Mm-hmm. Just like looking at the lyrics. Why don't you read some off? Now look at that road. Look at that climb. When it's throwing in a nickel, you'll get out a dime. Too patterned, too close, too flattered, too broke. Now look at you go. Yeah, it's it's like a folk song in every sense of what that means. Yeah. Some breaking news. Breaking news. Right now. And this is probably old news to you three. <laughs> okay. Jeff Goldblum's coming out with an album in November. Yeah. That's yep. awesome. Yeah, we're excited. Do you guys want to do a review of that? Yes, yes. absolutely. All right, let's do it. Cool. Um, yeah, I'm not, I guess I'm not super passionate about the song. I like it. Uh, yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. Then we get to then we get melt, to... <laughs> which is fine. It's all right. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about I it. I find that repeated vocal line to be annoying. Well, you are who you are. Wait, Jason, didn't you really dig this song? But I mean, we're melt. Talking, melt? We're yeah, I. This is probably my favorite song on You're the. You're crazy. Record. No, I think this is my favorite song on the. Wow. Record. Okay. Why? Dude, the guitar line is. Yeah, the guitar, the guitar line is great. I can definitely it agree. It carries the song, and I think it out of all the songs here, that's the one to be the closer, man. And it just it closes the chapter of uh, Big Red Machine. 
I really, really, really love it. It's not a bad song. It's, and it's, Can we it's, listen it's to a... this song? I don't remember it very well. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this song just, it is really, really cool, but it's really repetitive. Yep. That's how I feel. It definitely, it works as the last track. Like, you listen to it. I think the thing is, like, you're like, okay, I get it. But then you the song ends, and I'm like, but I still kind of feel cheated. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what I said was, very cool guitar line, but I've lost interest by the end of the song. And so I kind of lost interest in the end of the album in a sense as yeah. well and i think the exhaustion of uh over my dead body and then you're kind of picked up in the middle but then melt just like kind of exhausting again and i'm kind of kind of done which i mean the album's like fine i'll just be over that <laughs> don't you love it when songs that are too long are just like you know what i'm gonna just be done then the whole album's over yeah, like Black, black Screen. Oh, I shouldn't black have brought screen. it up. Black Screen. I was black like, star. you're black walking screen. into this. Uh, I did. <laughs> yeah, you know, really long, repetitive songs are... They are a little annoying, aren't they, Drew? I I find would, something interesting you know, this would be Black worse Screen that you guys if, don't. If this was, like, 13 minutes long. Yeah. Of... <laughs> for 13 minutes. Then you would have liked it, probably. <laughs> no. Oh, this is song? my jam. How are you? Do you have it pulled up on Spotify? Um, it is four minutes long. Okay, the, the difference between Black Screen and Melt is literally nine minutes. <laughs> <laughs> literally, it's nine minutes. Okay, it's, but it's, at like, least in the four minutes, there's something cooler happening than in the thirteen minutes hey, that happens oh in Black God. Screen. We can agree. To so disagree. I can't. I can't. I can't understand how oh but if it was about david bowie then it would be good so i i physically and mentally cannot compute why you love black screen so much but cannot stand the song because i I also it's it's... but you like secret rose so i can't say that i like ambient music more than you guys okay i i just find something interesting there that you guys don't and you know what i want to listen to black screen so I'm going to go to my room and listen to it later. Oh, is this the end of the episode? <laughs> no. Um, let's, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about the whole thing. All right. Um, Jordan, I'm going to hand the mic to you. Thanks. <laughs> okay. This album, um, I really like it. I, I see it more as a collection of different tracks i don't know it's it's very interesting to look at it as an album because the tracks are so different from each other and it's ordered the way the track list is ordered is kind of i don't know i i really i really feel like people's lullaby would would be an awesome closer i really feel like it without would. melt being in there at all mm-hmm. yeah especially because it's like the people project right, right. yeah that would be a great way to cap it because it's like 
It's like a gentle closing of the book, and then but, it's just ripped open again. Yeah, with but like he lit. Bon Iver just literally ended an album with a great piano closer. Yeah, it would be the exact same. Thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I don't know. I I just think they wanted to end it epically. Yeah, and that's that's fine. I mean, Justin Vernon allowed to do that. Justin Vernon can do what he, he wants. Can do what he wants. I would think it'd be cool if they ended with gratitude. Interesting. Interesting. Maybe. Maybe not. In terms of the concept of gratitude, and then if they had done a little bit more interesting of an outro. Hmm. I don't know. I bet if if they kept Deep Green at track one and Melt for the last track and just shuffled everything in the middle, I feel like it would have the same flow throughout. I don't know. That's... It's a collection. I just would have loved... I think gratitude is a cool idea for a closer in terms of its lyrical content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, In terms totally. of its length. That's just a suggestion. It doesn't... I mean, obviously, this ha- is not happening. They're, yeah, they're not going to change it's it. It's not, no. not going to change it. <laughs> Which, the thing you is... Justin Vernon just, like, breaks in the door. Like, wait, wait what? You, <laughs> you want us to change it? Oh, oh, my God. Okay, my guy's on it. People? Hey, people hotline. People. Hey, there's a people hotline. But, We really shouldn't have made it 911. Honestly, though, with Melt being in the track list... I don't know where else it would go other than at the end. I think I would have just got gotten rid of it or made it shorter and put it in the middle. Yeah. Put it in the I would have made I it shorter. Very... I mean I made it two minutes long and put it where airship was. Like <laughs> like you were saying, it's it's very it's very epic. It's too epic to not have it finish the album, but I don't, I don't know. know. It would I, I, I just feel like it would go Either there or nowhere. So, favorite tracks, least favorite tracks, and then your rating. Ooh, um, favorite track. I'm going to have to go with Forest Green on this one. Just because it was one of the first tracks that I heard from, like, their single releases. And like you were saying, Drew, it just immediately was like, it it had me. Um, it's, it's a very good song. Um... The only thing I would change with it is like maybe because at the end it just kind of drops off and it just but it's which is fine. But if I were to end it, I would probably just have have the baseline play like one more time and then finish on either the five or the one um, in terms of least favorite track. I mean, over my dead body, it, there's a lot of cool stuff going on in that song, um, but it's just too long and they there's there was a turn that was taken in that song that i did not agree with um but overall i'm going to have to give this record probably 7.6 nice that's probably what i would give it out of what out of 10 out of 10 (laughs) Out well, of we, eleven, we, we do have out to, of eleven. We have to Please be, go to eleven. We have to be specific here because Hudson is crazy. Okay, I'll <laughs> I'll go next. Um, I, I gotta agree. Uh, Forest Green is my favorite track. Um, and then, Over My Dead Body is my least favorite. Um, here's what I wrote down, as kind of my conclusion. 
This album is made up of songs written by Justin Vernon and Aaron Dessner over the span of about a decade. The goal here was not to create the most consistent and best flowing record they could, but to bring to life these demos they had been sending each other for years. And although these songs are not to artists' main focus, there is a massive amount of detail and passion put into these songs. It doesn't sound like a B-side attempt. The album lacks consistency, but that's to be expected with the way these songs were conceived. I'm overall very happy with the record and can't wait to put this record on again and again this year. And uh, I rated it a 6.75 out of 10. Not quite a 7, but very close. Okay, um, opening up, my favorite track is probably Melt or Lila. Really? Yeah, I really, really... I'm an electric guitarist, okay? So wait, I'm, you play the guitar? Wait, I do. Shut up. I do. You I play do. the guitar? Little, wait, little, shut up. Little known. Shut, shut up. Shut, wait, up. shut, shut up. up. Shut your mouth. Shut up. Listen. <laughs> you play the guitar? Look, listen, Audi. Why don't you shut up? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa. Before you go accusing anybody of being an Audi. <laughs> um, so I feel I'm a little biased there. Because uh, there's guitar in this song? <laughs> no, well, because it's it's driven by electric, by the... The, it's the most electric guitar-driven song on the album, obviously. Um, obviously, yes, obviously, Hudson. <laughs> um, I think that this is a fantastic thing that they're doing in terms of building community in the music industry, and I uh, really appreciate that. I feel that this was nothing more than just a, hey, we had the time, and we really wanted to put something out, and we were able to come up with x amount of songs in this case it was 10 and here you guys go and i uh, hope you enjoy it it wasn't like an attempt to make a statement uh or to fire up a new band or something I, at least that's where where i i felt on that my least favorite track is over my dead body uh i think of uh, like everybody Kind of feels that way collectively that over my dead body is probably the weakest track um overall i gave it a b minus cool yeah hot dog hot dog um i really really liked it i really really liked it the more i listen to it the more i like it um it has little montages of each um artists varying things that i really love about them um the lyricism and the melodies of Justin Vernon, um, as well as the textural, rhythmic, and um, really pretty um, kind of things that Aaron Dessner likes to use a lot within um, the National, particularly in their last couple albums. Um, there's a lot of stuff that feels rhythmically like Sleep Well Beast and like those little opening textural stuff within that album, um, which was my favorite album last year. Um, yeah, I really, really liked it. Um, I don't think it's going to be my favorite this year, but I honestly am going to give it a pretty, pretty high rating. Um, I'm going to give it an 0.777777778 out of one. <laughs> and um, yeah, awesome. I, I really genuinely liked it. Favorite I think tracks? it's, uh, my favorite track right now is Lila. I can imagine having some more come about. Um, I really like the first track a lot. I honestly think that I honestly think that the first track has my favorite electric guitar work in it. Mm. 
Hmm. Um, that those little weird stuff. It's very Desner electric guitar playing. Um, if you ever watch any of their live stuff for the national, uh, yeah, I really, really, genuinely loved it. Um, and I think I'm gonna continue to chew on it as the year goes by. Excellent. Well, boys, I think that wraps up our review. Do we have anything we want to talk about before we before we go? No. Oh, um, depending on when this episode comes out, uh, Hudson Freeman, the band, as well as me, is playing a show at, if you live in Springfield. Um, hello, Springfieldians. Hello, Springfieldians. We are playing downtown on the 20th on the square, which is a cool place where things happen. And we're going to be playing music from our instruments as well as our mouths. Um, Features, I think we're planning on all of us Yes, to play. as well as Ephraim. He's contractually obligated. Come whole, out and see all the boys. The whole game is going to be there. Jordan's going to be playing with us for the first time. Yep. It's exciting. Debut, debut Jordan's time. Jordan's playing with us? Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, what I am. Um, I'm going to play some bass and some keys. Hey. Yeah. So, unless Hudson decides for me to play something else. Mm-hmm. Or you to not play at all. <laughs> or for me to not play at all. <laughs> That's not happened before. <laughs> I decided, well, let's not go into that. Ouch let's time. not get in. <laughs> Ouchie. Uh, also, if you guys want us to review anything that you feel is worthy oh, of a that's review. A good point. Let us know if you know us personally, then feel free to message one of us. Or um, is the Twitter page still up? Yeah, it's still up. Okay. We're, then, yeah, we're, we're on Twitter. Twitter uh, stick it in your earbud. The handle is at Mr. Dadfriend. Yeah. If you know us in person, be, feel free to run up to us. Give us a little spank on the hiding. <laughs> <laughs> and tell us what you think. Tell us what you think. Tell us if you want more. Um, if you want, if you want less. less. <laughs> we can do that. <laughs> we... Um, I don't know if we could do any less than we've already done. Well, for for those who enjoy our episodes, we are hoping to record a little more consistently. So, which is the best thing that a father can have? It's <laughs> consistency. Consistency. To, to but also Jackson. caring about your episodes, regardless of how bad they are. Jackson Blackson. Yes. Um. And yeah, t- tell us in person uh, after you spank us. <laughs> What you would want us only to do. After, only not after. Only after. And if we don't want to, then we'll just tell you we don't want you to. To. If you because if you if you tell us after after the spank, then you'll have our attention. You'll have our attention. Right. You can't sure. tell us and then spank us. That's yeah, because we'll be we'll be <laughs> bored assault. and then you'll spank us and then we'll be like, What? <laughs> exactly. What was that about? Right. And also if you have an Audi, just Feel free to not Stop. talk to us. Stop listening. Feel free to not listen. Feel free to not listen. If you spank one of us, we will <laughs> file. We'll press charges for sure. <laughs> All right. Okay, we've been way too abusive of Audis. I think it's a joke that should continue. <laughs> yeah, they deserve it. <laughs> they deserve it. Okay, thank you very much for listening. Uh, you've been listening to Stick It In Your Earbud, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.